doing? And to podcast. Hello. Hello. Oh, uh, Hello. am I supposed to? Re- oh. Hello. Oh, this is what we're doing this time. You know, Hello. I actually thought you were going to do like. Hello. Uh, David is in the library. Hello. David has been saved. Hello. Oh. Okay. Hello. Mm-hmm. Tell you who's been saved. Uh, star who's been saved. Of- Star of Once Upon a Time, Joshua Dallas. Uh, I saw, I said the same thing. I saw that face and I was like, I know that. F- I know those teeth. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> went to Wikipedia and I saw Josh Dallas and I was like, yes. And to know that in only a few measly years, he would star as Prince Charming in uh, Once Upon a Time. And also Thor's friend for like five minutes and then uh, Chuck came in and replaced him. Yes, uh, hey, Zachary yo, Levi had a great plan for that character, but uh, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson said you can't do it. <laughs> oh man, Black Adam! Is, is this like... dating the episode we're recording? Is this no, just so dating? Is... We're, ah. we're nothing if not topical and up to date on everything we ever do, um, such as when we were like five months off. <laughs> um, oh joy. Oh, uh, silence in the library. Forest. Um, I don't think so. It they does. talk a lot in this episode. <laughs> for, for an episode called Forest of the Dead, there's no forest. Ding. Why, does, why are there so many trees when there's no trees? Ding. Ding. Scene does not contain a lap dance. Ding. Ding. Um, written by... Stefan Moffat, um, and directed by uh, Stefan Moffat. <laughs> Stefan Moffat. That's when he, he gets really topical. Inside <laughs> Man is written by Stefan Moffat. Um, directed by Eurus Lynn, broadcast on the 31st of May. Uh, May the 31st be with you, and the 7th of June, 2008. <laughs> um, so the, the gist, you know the gist? Yes. I mean, you, you do know the gist, but I'll tell you the gist. Yes. Anyway. Um, so the the Doctor and Donna, they land in like a space library that's been uh, abandoned. Um, topical. Uh, infested by like termites or something that live in, in shadows. Um, they made like an expedition that's been headed up by this archaeologist called River Song who knows who the Doctor is, but he doesn't know who she is. Um, it, it turns out there's a computer that's like a child. We see, we see this child throughout until she's a computer. Um, and River gives her life to basically free everyone from the computer because they've been trapped in like a matrix inside the computer. Um, and then the doctor uh, lets her live on in the matrix. But at the end of this episode, we don't get any um, wake up by Rage Against the Machine needle drops, you know, <laughs> on the brass version. Uh, yeah. But but our, ours will. We will. 
Uh, I'm thinking the brass version because that's that's in that's in the, at the end of Resurrections. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's a good it's a good cover. Um, it's just very good. It's it's it's, it's, it's just very good. Yeah. Um, it is very good. It is uh, such auspiciously small beginnings to what will eventually become one of Doctor Who's, I would say, most controversial um, long-running story arcs, that of River Song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, it has so much stuff in it. So much. This episode introduces the Vashnarada, River Song. The Nero Ghosts, Simulations, Dr. Moon. It introduces so much stuff that in some way or another comes back that you almost forget how stuffed it is as you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, yeah. that's why instead of like, I, I want to talk about like each episode, each part of this episode, like sequence. Um, mm-hmm. I think like the first part that's interesting to me is part with Cal, the little girl, because uh, past and future guest Samuel Davis often mentions in his videos that um, that this episode is like like a a version of what it is like to watch Doctor Who. And watching the first part, you're like, what are you talking about? Like, the, the, And then watching the second part, she is literally watching the episode with Murray Gold music to the point where she when she cuts to different scenes, uh, angles, and, and viewpoints within the library, it is just playing other Murray Gold tracks. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely right. It is very fascinating how it just turns into like a kid watching Doctor Who, including... It's like hiding behind, uh, t- getting scared, hiding behind the sofa, turning off the TV, blah, blah. The thing I will say, and the reason I brought this up, is that I think out of all the parts in this episode, that is perhaps the part that less connects for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that it doesn't work. It's just that every other part works and has some connection to the plot like river song works and she's there for a reason like uh donna's simulation thing works and it's there for a reason if i if somebody was like hey you have to cut something from this episode i would say the cow thing because that is the one that like least connected for me personally Mm. that makes sense yeah i guess i I, no, i'm i'm not i wouldn't necessarily say cut it i think um it does kind of provide like an interesting angle into like what's going on here yeah Um, it's very essential in the first part but after the second part it just kind of turns into like reaction shots we're Mm -hmm. just waiting for them to be like to tell us what cal is and once they tell us what cal is it's like all right that's done Mm -hmm. it's it's the original potter who cast when you think about it um, the music is very kind of Professor Leighton-ish as well, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Very whimsical for a very dark story. Mm-hmm. And when, when he busts out the synth as well, at some point it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is kind of also like, in terms of the Cal stuff especially, it's, like, it's almost like the prototypical, you know, dark fairy tale kind of tone that, that Series 5 ends up taking on. 
series six kind of as well. Um, there's definitely kind of elements that, that that carry over from one to the other. I think. Um, in terms of like other stuff in that kind of area, um, you know, got Doctor Moon, uh, played by Colin Salmon. Um, talk about fishy. <laughs> um, it's kind of wild that Colin Salmon was here. I don't know. Um, Just did this? Yeah. I mean, you, you could could used could use him again. Um, yeah. I know there was. I know. I know there was like a, a whole thing about how. It, no. It, it, no. He, he's no. A, yeah. No, no, That's no. Not, that is that that is from from the big cheese himself. Just so. for once, I would like to see Moffat or Davis be like, "Yeah, you know that random character who fucking bites it in <laughs> evolution of the dialects." That's a future version of the Doctor. Like, <laughs> like just uh, fucking because there's it. It's such a like. Hey, I, I hate to think this comparison because it's really dark. Saying this is a future version of the Doctor is the Doctor Who equivalent of thoughts and prayers. It is meaningless. It changes nothing. It is. It, they just say it at the drop of a fucking hat. <laughs> Moffat is walking down the street. Somebody says, "Would you like fries with that?" And he's like, "That's a future version of the Doctor." Like it. By this point, it has just lost all meaning and purpose. Uh, the guy who throws salad at Tim Shaw is a future version of the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the, yeah. the guy who's watching the the fireworks in the fucking rev- uh, uh, resolution of the, the Daleks episode. That is a uh, the future version of the Doctor. Like, come on, let's fucking let's be real here, guys. John Levine is a future version of the Doctor, which I actually would. I think that'd be very fun. Yeah, absorb off is future version of the Doctor. Um, tell you who is the future version of the Doctor. Why not? No, who isn't the future version of the Doctor? Um. Uh, River Song. Um, mm-hmm. and this I suppose brings on brings us on to chapter two of this multi chapter exploration. Um, the archaeologist portions with um, because you have Steve Pemberton, you have um, I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go into the whole Charlie Rose thing. Like you have Steve Pemberton, you have. All your favorites are here. All your favorites. All these characters. Um, <laughs> you have Tallulah Riley, who of course went on to marry Elon Musk. Um, what? Yeah, and wow. as far as I know, maybe is I know someone joked that like she said something that could be construed as her telling him to buy Twitter, um, which would <gasps> be. Oh my whatever. God, Miss Evangelista out here. Hang on, did, hang on. Playing the long fucking game. They, uh, hang on. She played Vivian Westwood in the, uh, Pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is direct, this is a direct quote, okay? This is from Wikipedia's, uh, personal life section, which, which you know, if you're going to look up a celebrity, you go to this section first. Um, during Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter in October 2022, Text exchange between her, between Musk and Rayleigh were released, where she pleaded with him to buy Twitter, asking, quote, "Please do something to fight wokeism. I will do anything to help." XX. So, um, oh my God, Miss Evangelista, you're you're over. You're cancelled. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it's over for you. Um, I hope I hope they squeegee your face even more. 
It's such a that actually terrifying. That terrified me as a child. Well, of course, <laughs> it, 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 of course, it's a, it's a terrifying thing for a child to see. But anyone over the age of eighteen is like, so somebody found out about the squeegee effect on Photoshop. Is that it? Like. <laughs> Like, this is, which is, I wonder if a kid nowadays would get scared by this, because this is basically, like, TikTok does this. Every day. <laughs> this is TikTok effects. She is doing a TikTok. Uh, back then, we had no uh, TikTok. We only had TikTok of a clock. She have danced um, at some point as well. She was doing a TikTok. If, if Don looked out the window and she was just doing, like, the gritty across the street and being like, come down here. Doing like Fortnite dances. Yeah. Ugh. Well, uh, good. At least, listen, it's okay. She's not going to get a big finish box set. We're good. Um, mm. Do you think when uh, Mafa wrote the first few words of her song, somewhere in Britain, Nick Briggs sat up in a cold sweat? <laughs> Oh, this wife! It, it, it is coming. The coming of the prophesized one has arrived. Um, I can well, say I mean, okay. Here's the thing. Uh, we are speaking with the knowledge of where River Song is going, and whenever we do this podcast, we try to like avoid talking about spoilers. But it's a situation where I think knowing the spoilers is actually very interesting. Uh, Alice Kingston has like the worst job in the world, which she needs to come in. And you need to believe that not only does she know the doctor, even though you have never seen her before, that she knows versions of the doctor which have not been cast or thought of and will not be for years. And when she comes mm. in, I totally buy that this version of the do- of River Song is like, why did I get David Tennant instead of Peter Capaldi? Like, I totally buy it, even though we were maybe like 10 years away from anyone ever saying... Yeah. Why don't we cast Peter Capaldi? Yeah, but then they also kind of contradict themselves because she says that he shows up on her doorstep with a new suit and a, a screwdriver. But we know that he, he, he like opens the TARDIS and she's she walks out and she's in Derillium, which I hope someone got fired for that blunder. But also, <laughs> like when you think about how this was, I don't think it was almost, but how this was nearly Kate Winslet, then you kind of think like Kate Winslet's not coming back for yeah. For for more episodes, he Winslet so, Winslet in the late two thousands is not coming back. She is a year off doing the reader, which is embarrassing. Um, unlike Hugh Jackman, I have seen the reader. Um, I envy Hugh Jackman for not seeing the reader. Um, <laughs> I just remember, I just got that. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, I what haven't seen the reader. The reader. I haven't seen the reader. I was gonna see it later, but I fell behind. My Batmobile took longer than I thought to design. The reader. I know I need to see the reader. I even went down to the theater, but there was a line of all the people watching Iron Man a second time. I was uh, I was gonna see it, but there was a line of people watching Iron Man a second time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh the man, reader, see, we we should talk about Stephen Daltrey someday because that that man that man is just floppier after floppier after floppier. You have like the hours into the reader into extremely loud and incredibly close. The hours more like the after, days. After the, oh, and he made the crown. More like the nose. Yeah, he worked in the crowd. He's, I think he's working on, on the Stranger Things stage play now. 
Which, like... Good luck. Buddy, buddy, buddy. <laughs> um, he was going to do the Obi-Wan what movie if, when it was a movie. Wait, what if... Uh, I know I'm having this idea of an alternate universe. You guys know we love our alternate universes. But just imagine Jay Winslet signing a recurring character contract or something and then she gets the award and she goes up there to get her award for the reader and you can see her processing what she has done in real life <laughs> like, oh no i <laughs> go back to doctor who it's painted gold it's one of the statues behind her and he's just like don't forget don't forget, don't forget you're here forever <laughs> well she, she is doing big finish now of course um, oh, yeah. i actually don't know how, how many i don't know how many of those dark season thing she's doing i think it might just be like one episode um but i haven't i haven't honestly don't know yet um you know what the the, the subtitle for the box head is well it's it's like legacy legacy rising, rising. Yeah. great <laughs> subtitle seo just throw the seo <laughs> uh yeah well i think i think not only do you get not only are you okay with like Alex Kinston, but also I feel like, like you said, like Alex would come back over and over and over. But also, I think Alex has a certain. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like it's the same thing that Michelle Yeoh has, where she has kind of like turned people's assumptions about her age into a weapon. And it allows her to tap into things that I think Kate Winslet wouldn't, because Kate Winslet is much more ingrained into like the system, Hollywood system, where like we have to freeze this person at a certain age, as opposed to Alex Kingston, who can like, oh, I can play older, I can play younger, I can do the thing that actor actors need to do, which is like play different age than what they really are. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hope it makes sense. I'm not saying she's better because she's an old lady. <laughs> I'm saying, like, there's something about Alex Kinston that I don't think uh, Kate Winslet has. No offense to Kate. Mm-hmm. I think it's something uniquely... But maybe this is just, like, confirmation bias speaking, because, again, we have j- we have been for, what, like, 12 years of River Song, you know? Like, we mm-hmm. know what happens with her. Um, so to, to us, it's like we're so... Uh, uh, so accustomed to the sight of her that mm-hmm. you can't really imagine anyone else in this role. Mm. Um, speaking of Michelle Yeoh, I think we should. Pro- I think. Well, yeah, we do. We, we talked about do, this. That we should. Yeah, do. we should do this. I think we should now. Yeah. So, who does who don't know? Um, a while what, back, we <laughs> did a very fun game called "Which Best Actor Winners Would Be in Doctor Who," uh, and we divided. Of course, we divided it in like. Which ones would be in Doctor Who, which ones would not be in Doctor Who, and which ones would shoot you if you ever offered such a thing to them. And, of course, that is a position occupied exclusively by Daniel Lewis. <laughs> and and, and Walking Phoenix. Phoenix. Walking Actually, I want to change I want to change this. Because having... No, not he did, but Bo's afraid. I don't know, man. Maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe he's weirder than we give you credit for. Maybe if you told him, like, hey, and he's doing Joker too, too. So it's like, maybe he'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Let's <laughs> fucking do this. I'll be well, an alien. Okay. I have the, I have the, this, I have the Wikipedia page for the 95th Academy Awards open, okay? The what? So it's, I think, 
the 95th Academy Awards, which took place, I think, last month. Month, yeah, mm-hmm. it's last month. Was it last month? Or was it two months ago? The Oscars. Uh, we don't. Was, we record these out of order. Sorry. But who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Um. Okay. Best actor. Okay. I'll start from from the bottom because this one's already been answered. Uh, Bill Nighy already been there. Yeah. Done the. Has a t-shirt. Let's not do it again. Um. Paul Mescal. No. Uh, no. 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 Not a thing. Sorry. Too hot. Colin Farrell. Colin uh, Farrell? You know what? I think it's uh, a thing. I think if Disney Doctor Who is a success, we might be like five years away from a guest role. I would, I would put money on that. <laughs> Colin Farrell as uh, Omega for an episode. No. Uh, Colin Farrell is a Rani. Um, That'd be funny, actually. Austin Butler. Oh, Austin he Butler. Know. Austin Butler. I think in his in his well in his CW era, I think he he would. Um, in his current year, of course, uh, as we all know, the CW is America's Doctor Who. So, um, mm-hmm. to the point that they have the same actors, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's well, no longer I mean, in that I mean, position. Alex, Alex Kinston was an was an Arrow. Alex Kinston had John like Barrow a recurring role in Arrow. I mean, it was, did. It was Alex, yeah, yeah. Alex Kinston and John Barrow huh? had recurring roles in Arrow. So did Butler. Austin Butler was in three episodes of Arrow, you know. Yeah. So, you know, As a you DJ know. who works for Raz Al Ghul, I remember that. <laughs> Listen, I watched a lot of Arrow when I was uh, younger. I did too. Yeah. I watched. I watched the first three series. I had the first two series oh, on man, Blu-ray. Take, I've, I've, I'm, yeah, we should take a moment <laughs> and like mourn the loss of the CW. Uh, people make fun of like the CW, but the CW is an essential part of the television ecosystem. Because the CW, should, yeah. the CW was like Chris Chibnall acting as like this lightning rod for every insane idea, both good and bad. And now the CW is gone, and all those ideas are just gonna go everywhere. Like, like we're, we're screwed. We should do an Arrow. Oh, show. we should absolutely do um, an Arrow for a show. Yeah, we should start with. Yeah. Uh, um, we should do a show about. Uh, Comic book adaptations that were uh, ashamed to be comic book adaptations. And let me just say, we need to get back to those days. I, I wish we had more comic book adaptations where, like, I'm so ashamed that we're a comic book adaptation. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so this person... Okay, so Brendan Fraser was doing FX shows until, like, fairly recently. I don't think no. nowadays he would, but if you, if you caught him if you caught him in his Doom Patrol era, he would be like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do an episode or something. I don't know, I'll, I'll play fucking Mark Twain or something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what I want Jonathan Frakes to do. Um, that's actor. Now, this one, this one is interesting to me because Michelle Williams was on, was on the Great Norton show when Russell was on it with Helen the Bond card to promote Holly. Yeah. And they, there was a bit of interplay where they were joking, like, oh yeah, if you want to be on, you can be on, whatever, you know, if you want to be in an episode. Um, I think I think Michelle Williams, if you caught her at a good time, would maybe be like, yeah, I'll... I'll I think I'll, she would you know, absolutely do it. I don't know, she mm-hmm. just seems like the and kind of person great? to be like, yeah, wait, why not? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll play Amelia Earhart, I don't know. Um, oh, shoot, that so- is an actual good idea! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> um, oh, that's weird. They've never done Amelia Earhart in like an, an episode. That's that is kind of weird. like you think Chibnall would have done like you know what happened to Amelia Earhart? Oh, she got abducted by. Well, well, now that she brought it into existence, we gotta confirm. Let's go into Briggs Big Box, also known as the Tardis Wiki. 
Oh well, there's a they, uh, she does appear in a novel story with the eleventh yeah, Doctor. Do. A book I have, but have not heard, have not read. Speaking of someone who is surprisingly not has never been you know looked at for any any episode, um, someone who was not controversial at all, uh, Andrea Riceper. Um, oh yeah, no, I think uh, I, mean, I, I, yeah, I think she's too, she's too small. I, Doctor Who'd ever care. Yeah, I, I, I also think. Well, she's she's been like a lot of big stuff in in both sides of the pond. I think the problem is, I think. Yeah, I, well, clearly, what we I need to know. do is get Gwyneth Paltrow to start like a fucking uh, <laughs> a grassroots Francis campaign can, to get uh, Francis. Francis Fisher is in torture, isn't she? I, don't know. I have no idea. Is Francis that is. Fisher in torture? Who is Francis Fisher? Francis Fisher. She's um. She's an actress. She she was in uh, stuff like. <laughs> oh, she's uh, Kate Winslet's mom. Oh, her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think she's in Torchwood. She was in Watchmen as well. She was. Um, was she in Torchwood? I have. Find I have, out. I have Francis Francis Fisher in Torchwood. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Nana Visitor. I think. I don't know, I think. No, she. Oh, she, she was, she was in, in Miracle Day. She was. So Francis Fisher, I think, started off the the Andrea Riceborough. Campaign. I think she was like one of like the, the people who did it. I don't know. Um, I bet, just in case that's a label. Is it label or slander? I don't know. Um, Andrea Riceburn, did she do it? She did. Yeah. She tweeted about it. Um, get Andrea Riceburn into Doctor Who via Francis Fisher being like, it's got to happen. Um, the page is reloaded. Da, 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 da. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel wouldn't be on. No, and I, I'm, I'm really like, happy he would not uh, be in there. <laughs> um, scrolling down, I was going to say, say Todd Field. Todd Field, imagine Todd Field in his big hat. <laughs> Nick Nightingale. <laughs> Nick Nightingale is back <laughs> in Doctor Who. Those hats he wore, the hats that he wore to like every. Hey, listen, show this honest, year, honestly, incredible. if they get Todd Field, then that is a skip, hop, and a jump to Tom Cruise. <laughs> Could you as a Tom, Tom Re, it re-edited that like, scene from Doctor. Eyes Wide Shut, but uh, it's it's Nick Knight again. Be like, I know about this TV show in Britain. <laughs> um, Anna the no, no, next, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, speaking of no, no, next, not gonna happen. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Um, I don't know. I, I, I. Well, I mean, she's doing Borderlands. The the, the fucking Borderlands. Yeah, can't wait for um, that to come the out. The house, the clock on its walls. <laughs> um, this person, I think, would do it. This person um, is Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yeo, yeah, I think, I think she would. I think she, I think she would. I think if you ask, she'd be like, here's yeah, the sure, thing. I think she's you know, seen she's, Doctor Who because she hmm. lived in Britain for a long time as a mm-hmm. teenager. I think when she was studying, and that actually puts her right about the good age to have been watching Doctor Who in the BBC when it was airing. So. I mean, I think she... what, if, what if you asked her, she's like, no, I'll only do Big Finish. Oh, yeah. She I'm did. a huge fan <laughs> of uh... Nick Briggs. <laughs> I love Nick Briggs. Um, okay. Best supporting actor. Barry Kuehl. No. No. Uh, Judd Hirsch. No. No. <laughs> Although I would love Judd oh, Hirsch. Definitely. To be... <laughs> I don't... Uh, he could be Irving Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's brother <laughs> he's back 
It's just Hirsch. Oh. You never called, Doctor. You never um, do anything. You don't call. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, no, no, no. But I would love, I would love it, but no. it could be Ivy Brooks. Don't you? Um, <laughs> uh, Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. No, but I think, I think they tried. I think in the past, maybe. I think they probably did at some point. Like, would you be? He was like, no. Get out of that now, would you? Um, and K. Hey Kwan. Would K. Hey Kwan would I think if? Well, I mean, he's doing Loki. Which mm. Stephanie Shu, mm. Stephanie Shu, maybe. I mean, we had to add the caveat that Michelle Yeoh, Kei Kwan, and Stephanie Shu were all doing a Disney Plus show uh, in like the next two months. Yeah. So you know, it, it's not well, that much of a hop, skip, and a jump from. Doctor oh yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just yeah. need to stop you for a second because I just um, got news called uh, Mark Flyer to star in indirect horror film Iron Lung from his own script. Okay. Uh, I feel like I just need to. I just need to stop the conversation for us to talk so about we, that. We just. We just. We just sit yeah, with that yeah. for a second because that is the genuine. Thing. I think yeah. about that for a moment. Mark Flyer. Mark Flyer being Doctor Who. I hope not. Um, I don't. The only I don't even know Mark Blair. Did you? Um, you know who he is. I know. I know him. But I don't like know of his work beyond him doing new, like let's bits. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Kerry Condon. No. I think Kerry Condon in the past when she was you know stuck doing um. Uh, oh gee, Mister Stark. Oh no. Oh, Faith and Begara. Uh, I think she probably would have done that. I can say that. Um, I can say that. She's I can still say doing that. that. Uh, Come on. She's, <laughs> she, is. She, did the, she did a voice for a um, fucking, like, bruised line show. <laughs> Come on. Uh, um, Hong Chao. Uh, no. Uh, I feel like she would look at you and she, you would melt. Mm-hmm. Um... Angela Bassett. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would she? I don't I think know she, she would. would. I Listen, trust me. I, I got um, I got a feeling like if the offer came, <laughs> it was a good offer. And it was, I feel like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. She would. Uh, this person, I think, oh, would. Has already. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> <Jamie Lee> would. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> She is in, like, can we just talk about this for a second? Okay, so you're the daughter of Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. Okay, good. That's a that's a fucking like you got a starting point right there. You do Halloween, or you become one of the most iconic movie characters of all time, <laughs> and then you just follow that up by being like a fantastic character actress, and then you get an Oscar. And the fact that I can look at that and say, yeah, she would still do Doctor Who. What an amazing person! <laughs> what a weird combination of things. <laughs> oh. Um. Now the 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 other question, of course, that we have to ask is, um, I don't know, would uh, would I don't know this? <laughs> I don't even know what the question. 
Um, there's, I'm trying to think if there are any actors who were like in the race who didn't get nominated in the end who would have been in Doctor Who. Who was who was uh, Dolly De Leon from Triangle of Sadness? Oh, I haven't seen I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness. If not, uh, and will not see Triangle of Sadness. Hmm. Um. Who else was in the who was who was getting buzz? Who who had Oscar buzz? We're gonna we're gonna rip off another podcast. Will Smith. Um. <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Someone who did Paul Dano had had fucking buzz for the Fablemans. Paul Dano probably wouldn't do it. But he'd be like, what? No. Um. Who else had buzz? There's oh um, Viola Davis. Oh, oh, no, 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 yeah. I guess I'll do, do your it, episode. Doctor. But get out of my plane. He's t- look, look, we, 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 we joke. He's fucking doing Marvel movies uh, now. You know, I don't think uh, he's got fucking much of a... Well. Uh, who who else is the presenter of this? Let's see. Presenter performers. Uh, Emily Blunt. Um, no. Uh... Uh, Dwayne Johnson, no. Ariana DeBose, maybe. Troy Kotzer, maybe. Um, Cara Delevingne, no. And I think based off only mirrors in the building, that would probably be fine. Um, that performance. It's... Speaking of only mirrors in the building, Martin Short. When we when see him being Doctor, come on. Um, they kept Martin Short in there. You know, get Martin Short being like, I don't know. A monk, get like a meddling monk yeah. about Martin Short. Martin Short's just doing bits, you know. There you go. Uh, Martin Short should be in um, more things too. So anyway, he should. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, wait, we already talked about this. We already talked about how she should be. Yeah, we did. We, I think we're looking back. I think this is a sign yeah. we need to get back well, to the library. <laughs> uh, one more, one more, and I would I would kill for this. Antonio Banderas. Anyway. Um, also, Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell were in there as well, and like Hugh Grant probably yeah. would be at some point. Oh, he was in Dungeons um, Dragons. Anyway, uh, so I think that outside of Mr. Vagilista and to a certain degree, uh, Lux, which nobody gets. Oh, and Anita, mm-hmm. you know, actually, you know what? I was going to say nobody gets developed. Mm-hmm. I lied. A lot of people get developed. Uh, sp- speaking of those, those guys, um, that scene where uh, Other Dave. Who's dead at this point is just hanging out in the background, and you don't like acknowledge him at all until you know Tenant's like, uh, so there's like five of us here, but there's like six yeah. people in the room. Well, you know, it's, it's a that, great scene, but then scene. it, it, it just adds so the much. question of like, wh- why wouldn't you just be like, hey guys, nobody look, there's a guy behind <laughs> us, let's all calmly walk in this direction. Why would you do such a presentation about it? <laughs> um, also, I have to say three words to you. Uh, Augs the Oh yeah, I wrote that down too. Augs the Yeah, yeah. Is this the first yeah. big use of the word spoilers? Uh, 
I mean, in media, maybe. Not not in the general media, but like, you know, like, I mean, like, in terms of, like, catchphrase, I guess. Um, spoilers, I don't know. Um, Science and Labor. Labor, yeah. Um, I think... It, I think it's just kind of hard to talk about without talking about episodes that yeah. come, like a year or two afterwards. I, I, yeah. I will have to say, I am very surprised um, that uh, Stephen Moffat wrote River Song in a way. I mean, I know why he did it. He did it because this is the normal thing to do. But that he wrote her in a way where every pre-11 doctor forever, she'll just have to be like, mm, is this the one that kills me? Because <laughs> Which is like... Yes, mm, yes, River Song. Like I, I just she has met every single one, right? Like we, we already burned through all these. Mm-hmm. So, and the problem is like now every time she meets one of the older ones, she has to like erase their memories, which is such so so funny to me personally. I think it's um, particularly to me. I, I think it's just I just love the idea of her. Stumbling upon Patrick Troughton and being like, "Uh oh, oh, haven't seen this one before," uh, or William Hartnell, probably William Hartnell. Yes, uh, miss, uh, well, well, she showed up, and that guy who rocked up to a school with a car yeah. saying he was the new Doctor Who was the Doctor she found, and she's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm Doctor Who." Can she read the car? And it says Doctor Who in the back. Um, I'm looking. At the, I'm trying to figure out what the fucking blue because blue Peter has just started Ooh. in our in our time. Um, we don't find it. We won't find out until next week our time what it is because this episode they just announced a big competition next week and I told you to make like uh your own song screwdriver and stuff like that. So there's oh. no news. It's just an normal um, episode. Yeah. Talk about They're innocent episodes. Uh, and we're just normal. Just men. innocent men. <laughs> what do you mean, normal men? <laughs> we're just normal men. Uh, reheated thirty-year-old memes. Um, what else do I, do I have to say? We're just normal men. Uh. Somebody ought to put a sick beat over Donna Noble has left the library. Donna Noble has been saved. By the way, fun fact, I took an edible yesterday because we recorded, we're recording this on 421. And I took an edible just as I started part one. And I was hoping the edible would hit at some point. And it, it only hit after I finished the episode. But I laid in bed for what seemed like hours just going, Donna Noble has left the library. Donna Noble has been saved. I think I sent you guys I sent you guys a, a voice memo of me saying that. <laughs> Those, I was just so high just going, Donna Noble has left the library. Donna Noble has been saved. Um I love the way that Donna inside the simulation is like a character becoming aware that she's in an episode of television, like her acknowledging that they just cut a different location. It's that's that's always mm-hmm. my my jam. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just it's a good it's a good good time at the at the opera, I guess. I don't know. Um. Yeah. 
It's 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 the library, baby. Um, and you know what you do at the mm. library? You know what you do at the library? Oh no! Oh, you know you here we library? go again. Why did everyone who came back from the library, why were they all wearing black leotards? Was this like... Because they were going was gonna, to a special interpretive dance. Is, is this like a, a, the world's, the universe's biggest improv group just got lost on the way there? Got caught up in the middle like, poor guys. They were doing a flash, yeah. they were doing a flash mob at like, the and, worst possible time. And, and Devotion Dorado was like, oh no, oh no, this is it. We're done. We're done. Let's go. Let's go. Kill everybody. It's kind of wild how they, when they come back as well, um, they just immediately start like walking around, talking to each other, instead of being like, yeah. "What the fuck's happened? Like, where the fuck are my family? What the fuck happened to me? All this kind of stuff." Um, we didn't talk about Donna's fake husband either. Oh yeah, but, the poor. The... We were too busy talking. We were too busy talking about, about Miss Avengers yeah, yeah, doing well, TikTok well, well, dances. Priorities, guys. Priorities. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And he also didn't tell her to buy Twitter, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I will have to say though, um, uh, I think the moment, uh, the one moment that still legitimately spooked me, is when she's like putting her kids to sleep and she's like, "I'm gonna keep my eyes open forever." And you, you, in your head, you're like, "Okay, she's gonna blink and then they're gonna be gone." But the way they do it, where they're just gone in the next cut, there's not even like a a moment for you to register it. She's literally just like leans down to put the blanket and there's nothing there uh, that actually got me i might mm-hmm. have been the edible but that actually mm-hmm. got me i was like oh no <laughs> oh anyway uh mark player doing a movie um, uh oh and here's something yeah. else i think it's this is the first of many Moffatisms that we're going to see over the next few uh, seasons, which is Moffat introducing a villain that can talk and then giving them a way to talk, which is like, okay, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. Well, wow. Speaking of wow, um, uh, we need to wake up because it's time to, uh, it's time to leave the simulation. Uh, I think yeah, I think the brass version. Uh, we'll go for the brass version. It's from a a very good movie from two thousand twenty one. Mm-hmm. 
think maybe my favorite Matrix movie, yeah. Resurrections. Uh, um, of, of course, Freema is the it first well. one. I mean, I love the first one too. I actually, um, this is neither here nor there. I received today in the post uh, the complete Matrix trilogy uh, Blu-ray box set one, two, and three. Um, or should I say, uh, Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Um, for some reason, uh, Resurrections was going to come next month, even though I ordered them at the same time. Now it's coming next week. Um, let me read to you some of the special features on this uh, box set. You have a, 40, a 41 track audio selection of nearly three hours of music from The Matrix. Um, you have documentaries. You have. Um, Music videos. What you also have is 23 live action scenes shot for Enter the Matrix, which is also obviously a game that you can't play anymore. What I'm suggesting is that whichever box set they release for, like the Wilderness series of Doctor Who, you have like the Blu ray catches up to them. You throw in a full playthrough of um, Testing of the Doctors and you throw in all the Anthony Ainley cutscenes. Because, um, you know. You got, you gotta, you gotta throw that in there. Um, anyway, yeah, it's time to wake up and uh, come back next time for uh, for some some interesting, interesting stuff. <laughs> <laughs>